Hi and welcome to Do You Know BTS, where I, Chloe, a British army, tries to convince me, Lorraine, to join the BTS fandom. Hey guys, we're starting off this episode a bit different. We've decided to do a giveaway and we'll be doing this through our Instagram. If you want to enter, just follow us on Instagram and comment your bias under the giveaway photo on our page. The giveaway will be open for two weeks. Then we will randomly select a winner and we will announce the winner on our next episode. Reminder, our Instagram is do you know BTS podcast. Good luck. I hope everyone's excited about the giveaway. And now Chloe has planned a really good episode all about the Too Cool for School album, where she's going to tell me all the facts. Right, Chloe? Yes. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this because I've been doing a lot of research on this album. So, Too Cool for School is the debut single album by BTS. It was released on the 12th of June 2013 and No More Dream was the single's title track. The album has nine tracks, including two hidden tracks. The album was produced by P-Dog and Hitman Bang was the co-producer. Who is (laughs) P-Dog? P-Dog is the uh one of the producers for bts and he's like one of the main producers he's still with them today so just one of their main producers and um school is spelt with a k to symbolize that it is a hip-hop album as old school hip-hop was spelt with the k you know like how you used to write school as a yeah kid. i did think that it was like quite slangish first of all i just wanted to talk about the album and the cover and Lorraine actually hasn't got this album yet. Not yet, but I'm going to get it. You still haven't bought it. <laughs> She's bought the second one, the ORU Late 2 and the School Love Affair. And the uh, Special Edition School Love Affair. Yeah, but not this one. And she doesn't want to get it. No, I do <laughs> want to get it. I do want to get it. <laughs> because it doesn't come with a photo card. No, that's the only reason why I haven't got it yet. Is because I have a photo card addiction right now. <laughs> She's desperate I for a gin photo card. I do want to get this album though. Yeah, I really want to get a gin photo card and at the minute I haven't got one I've got um Jimin and J-Hope and a group photo oh yes um but Chloe actually has a gin photo card that she won't give me (laughs) a very best friend in the whole world and she won't share only trade it for sugar maybe (laughs) but I do want to get this album well I am gonna get it yeah soon very soon Okay, so I just wanted to touch on the album cover. Um, It's actually one of my favourite album covers. I do think it looks really good. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. And I like that it has the old BTS logo on the front. And it just... Old BTS logo? Yeah, they've got a different one now. I didn't even know that. Oh, did you? Uh, <laughs> no. I don't think I've ever shown you, actually. So you couldn't have known. It's like two... Oh, how do I explain it? Two shapes? Weird shapes next to each other. I'll show you a picture. This is all news to me. <laughs> as far as I knew, this was the logo. It looks like I'm just drawing oh, the rain the logo. I have seen that. I have seen yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's their new logo now. So this oh. is the old one. Um, but I like that it has the old logo on. I'm always learning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you can tell that it's a hip hop album from this cover as well. It's quite. I like that it's all in black and. The logo sort of faded in with the cover. Yeah, I like that it's like a really hard back cover, like a really hard album cover. It's like bold, you usually yeah. see these, obviously I'm thinking more along the lines of the pop music, obviously <laughs> they're more like those plastic cases 
Yeah. They don't really stand out that well. They're not really that good. And usually, for me, they break. <laughs> so I think this one's really... It doesn't really look exactly like a sea leaf, you know. It, it looks more like a little book or something. A little booklet, yeah. Mm. And so I like that about it. I like that it's not breakable. <laughs> yeah. And I really like the booklet inside, too. I like the photography in the booklet. Oh, I love the pictures of Jin inside. <laughs> I love the pictures of Jin so much. He looks really good in them. Yeah, he does look good in this. And I particularly love him in this um, era. Is that what you Yeah. Era, anyway. <laughs> and we watched the shooting for this booklet. Um, the photography. Yeah, and I shooting. wanted to mention that Jin, he was so professional. He kind of just, like... Acted like a model. He like did. He, really knew he what could to be do. a model. He definitely he stood, could. He stood out from the other members and like, he just looked more professional. I wonder if he's done modelling before. Yeah, I, I think he had actually done did a bit he? of modelling. I'm not sure on that, but I'm not sure on that <laughs> Well, he could definitely be a model yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, he just looks so good in those pictures. I actually did order myself uh, a little gin photo on a stand oh, yeah, of him good. in this era with the leather jacket. Oh, he just looks so yeah, good. Had to have it nice. in my room, staring back at me. <laughs> I need to get a sugar one of them. That looks really good. The first track is Intro Too Cool for School. It features DJ Fritz, who is the one talking. The song is written by P-Dog and RM and is produced by Supreme Boy. The track is introduced and you straight away to BTS, which is Bangtan Sonyeondan, translated in English as Bulletproof Boy Scouts. That's a hard thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) We are introduced to the album and their label, Big Hit, through through this track. So I love how this track feels like it's coming at you, almost saying, here we are and you're going to love us. And it's very in your face. I like the strong element of hip hop you get from this track as well, the music. I think it's catchy and it draws me straight into the album. It's almost uh, like an introduction. I just thought it was a really short song. Like, I, I didn't get half of what you got from it. <laughs> I must have been missing some more of it. I did think it was good, but I just thought it was very short. I thought I only heard two sentences. Yeah, I suppose it is, it's short because it's like that introduction to bts and i quite like that they've done it because this is their first album and other albums you don't really get it an introduction song yeah. yeah sort of like introducing you to the band straight away yeah i guess that's yeah i'm not used to anything like that either, yeah so. yeah i don't really look at this as a song it's more like no. an introduction and i just think it's quite nice to have that on i this do like that it was album. done by rm yeah because I, I think he's good. And I think it was fitting that he doing the introduction to them. Yeah, being the, the leader, team leader. Yeah, it that's kind a good of point. makes sense mm-hmm. to me. The next track is We Are Bulletproof Part 2, which is the song that Lorraine has actually heard a few times now, quite a lot of them. Yeah, a few times. Uh, the song is written by P Dog, Hitman Bang, Supreme Boy, RM, Sugar, and J Hope. So straight away, BTS are writing their own words, which I really, I just love that. Yeah, I think that's Straight away, they're writing their own lyrics. The song was produced by P-Dog. Now I'm just going to talk a bit about my interpretation to what the song is about. So sort of like point out some of my favourite lyrics and parts to the song. So this song is about BTS giving up everything for their dreams. Jonggu says, while you guys parted, I gave up sleep for my dreams. They also talk about haters and how they are still rising above them. 
in the chorus they say, oh, throw a stone at me if you've done as much as I did. We go hard, we have no fear. Basically saying, you only have the right to criticise if you have done better. And what BTS are doing is chasing their dreams. I also love the cockiness Sugar has with his line, all you who are called rappers because you can't sing. The rapper title is an extravagance for you. Basically saying to those who call themselves rappers because they can't do anything else, unlike Sugar, whose dream was to become a rapper, he enjoys it and is good at rapping, writing, performing, and even producing. I do. I, I did notice that part in the yeah. chorus with the stones, though. Yeah. And I thought it was really good, really catchy. This song, listening to this song, though, it's still, even hearing it, now it's still not one of my favorite songs really? yeah Are you yeah oh my I, god i actually like it even more i i, I do like it but i don't the know the more i it hear is. it the more it grows on me i just I'm don't find it yeah i just don't find it as catchy as some of their other songs but i i still really like it and i love that it's uh it sort of like holds a what's the word i'm looking for like a soft spot because it's yeah. one of their first songs. I know what you mean. I don't know the yeah, word Yeah, one either. of their debut songs. I mean, I like that. But I still just don't find it that catchy. Oh my gosh, I'm the total opposite. Every time I hear it, I find it, I like it more and more. And like today, obviously, you played it with the subtitles. So I yeah. could see what it was in English. And that, that even got me more and more liking the song. Um, I also wanted to point out that I don't know whether you're going to like this either, but I feel like... What's she going to say? Something bad about Jin. If it is, I don't want to hear it. No, I just feel that um, Jin hasn't quite found his voice um, yet in this song. He sings it well, but do you realise he sounds quite different in this song compared to... Yeah, well, obviously I think in this song you don't really hear him as much. He doesn't have the biggest part no but i mean he he can sing he does it well but i just feel like he hasn't quite found his voice yet but but i won't hear anything negative about <laughs> jim <laughs> um but i also feel the same with j-hope too i really love j-hope's style of rapping um i love all the rapper style i like how they're all so unique and different yeah uh, but i feel like again probably because he hasn't come from that rapping background um but I just feel like he hasn't quite found his style yet yeah. in these first songs. Well, well, first listening to it, I would say that for me, RM and Sugar did stand out more. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he is good. He's really good, but I just feel like he's not... But it's understandable because he hasn't had the same background as the other two as a rapper. Yeah, he came into it later, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, he was never interested in rapping. Like, the other two were underground rappers before they became members. J-Hope was just a dancer, so he never actually rapped. Chloe has told me a bit about this. Yeah. <laughs> the third track is a skit, and it's Skit Circle Room Tour. The skit was produced by P-Dog. It is about the guys skipping class, and they talk about their dreams. RM and Sugar reference Fly by Epic Fly, which they credit as one of their influences, which got them into rap. And J-Hope mentions his love for dance, and so does Jimin. At the end, they are told off by the teacher who tells them to get back to class. Oh, hold up. You didn't mention Jin. <laughs> no, actually, you haven't here. He talks about food. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I like how you get to see a bit of all their personalities from this, and that just proves it. That yeah. Jin's, uh, but you totally skipped the crossing. <laughs> 
But yeah, you're right. He does mention food. I'll have to point out all the gin facts because I misses them. <laughs> he says, I can't remember the exact words he says, but he says yeah, something he says, about um, that his having dream, a wife. Yeah, working a was it like nine to five job or sort of like seven, a lot, six to seven six, or something? Yeah, long, quite long. <laughs> oh yeah, because in Korea, in Korea, they work a lot longer hours than here. Like, that, I'm sure that did stand out. To me yeah, they thinking. work a lot. Whoa, he's a worker. <laughs> And yeah, and come home and eat dinner cooked yeah. by his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was something along those yeah. lines. And yeah, I just think that's really good. Yeah, you just missed it. <laughs> that's a nice dream. Track four is "No More Dream." This song was written by P Dog, Hitman Bang, RM, Sugar, J Hope, and Supreme Boy. It was produced by P Dog. The song is about rebelling in today's youth. They are going against the dreams people are forcing on them and just doing what they love. Jonggu says, stop telling me to switch paths. Hey, take care of own business. Please don't force me. He says that in the chorus. And Sugar says, the boring same day every day just repeats adults and parents cram us with dreams stuck in place. The song is also about them wanting lots of things, but they don't really have any dreams in which to get them. I, again, it's another sugar part, but I love sugar's part. You pick out all the sugar parts. <laughs> this, though, is, is uh, probably my favourite uh, line in the whole of the song, and I really love the way he raps this bit, too. And it's the beginning part. I want a big house, big cars, and big rings, but actually, I don't have any big dreams. Basically, I actually do remember that. Yeah, right? I love that line. And basically saying that he wants all this expensive stuff, but he doesn't know how because he doesn't have any big dreams. He doesn't want to study and he has no idea what he wants to do in life, but he still wants all this stuff. And yeah. I think oh, that's kind of like, reminds me of me. Not the ambitious sort. Um, you are ambitious. Oh, I don't know. Well, you have big dreams. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because you want to do big things. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's doing this podcast. <laughs> It was Chloe's idea to do the podcast. Yeah. That's how well my well, she is. my main reason was to get you to join the army. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was my reason for it. In my opinion, I think this song is really speaking out for the youth, saying how stressful it is to dream big when the majority are still yet to decide what they actually want to do. But they also take the mick out of people who tell them to dream big while they are young but once they start to dream big their dreams are often shot down for being too ambitious and um, bts themselves were ridiculed a lot for being too ambitious so i think this really shows in this song like how they're feeling at this yeah. particular time in their career yeah i did think the whole song was interesting today because the first time seeing it with the subtitles and really taking in the yeah song. yeah so I feel like I know it a little bit now. Yeah. Before, I just thought it was a good song, nice and catchy, but I didn't really know what they were singing about. Yeah, I, I find that, that too. Like, before, I I do read the lyrics, but for this song in particular, it was just my favourite song just because of how catchy it was, and it still remains so one of my favourite songs. you always do that then? You always read the lyrics? I always read the lyrics. Um, <laughs> basically, all what I mentioned about the song itself, sound-wise, is that I really like sugar's opening rap. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say something about sugar. I knew it. <laughs> what, what I really like about Bo is I don't know if you notice when he raps, he has these little high notes in his rapping. Like, he goes high. I don't notice that much, he but does. I'm new to it. Yeah, and also, I don't... 
pay as out. much attention to Sugar as you mm, do. Yeah. I do think he's really good and I do like everything he does, but I wouldn't say I have the sugar ear that Chloe has. <laughs> Listen out for when he raps, he does these little points where he suddenly goes really high at the end. Like his, his no, I don't really know how to explain that. I suppose it just goes kind of high and oh, I just love it. I, love I do it. definitely think he is a very, very, very good rapper from mm-hmm. everything I've seen of him so far. And remember, I haven't seen that much. No, no. I'm right at the beginning, <laughs> but I still think what I've seen so far is really good. I also like, um, I think I mentioned this before when we looked at the music videos, that I like John Goo's little rapping part as well. You said you didn't notice that, did you? Yeah. Did you notice it this time? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible listener. <laughs> oh, I'll have to listen to that again. It kind of rings a bell more than before, though. Yeah. I, think I'm, I think I do know what you're talking about. The next track is Interlude. This was produced by Slow Rabbit, and this is the first time Slow Rabbit's coming in. Yeah, I think that's a really unusual name. First time I'm hearing it. <laughs> yeah, Slow Rabbit is another um main, like, big, well-known producer for BTS. This track has no lyrics and is only 54 seconds long. And I actually mentioned Slow Rabbit in my notes. I think... um. It is great. Oh, I know this. It's just the music. Yeah, it's just the oh, music. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've mentioned him because I think it's great that we get to see Slow Rabbit's style of producing because it is very different from P Dogs. And of course, it's the first time you're hearing both of these producers. So yeah, you, you don't I'm, really know don't, much don't about know their style. <laughs> but um, you really see a difference in their Apart sort of from style. They've got unusual animal related names. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. P Dog, <laughs> Slow Rabbit. <laughs> Another thing I never picked up on. I don't really have much else on this track. I, I when you said the name, actually, I was thinking, which one is this? And then mm. obviously, yeah, the music. Now I know. I mean, it is only fifty four seconds, but I think I suppose what I do like about it is sort of an introduction to Slow Rabbit. I suppose you could say because it's just his like music. Well, it's produced by him. Yeah. So. The next track is Chuyo, which is translated as "I like it" or "like." This song was written by Slow Rabbit, RM, Sugar and J-Hope and the song was produced by Slow Rabbit. This song is about them going through a breakup but they are constantly looking up their ex on social media finding it hard to move on. I got that. Yeah, you I did, knew that, yeah. yeah. This song speaks to youth especially although adults go through this too so people can relate to this song. Have you ever gone through it, Chloe? Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> She'll give an answer like me. No, no. <laughs> Social media has a strong impact on people's emotions, I think. And I think oh, this definitely. is a, a clever way of, like, sort of portraying that. It's like, yeah, I think it like is. Speaking, I think it's it's clever, really. It is. And it's really, they do it really simply, too. Yeah, like that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's a simple thing, but there's a good message. Yeah. Um, I've the sort of parts I highlighted is something RM says in the song on every picture you post a guy I've never seen before likes it who is he you're not even mine anymore but why do I feel like you're being taken away haha <laughs> you're living fine without me I don't want to see it so stop partying so hard I swallow the curses that rose up to my throat and again today I press the like button shit I like this part because even though he is struggling to deal with his ex moving on, he still hits the like, but it still shows that he feels the need to when really he could just move on yeah. and ignore it. 
um, but he finds it tough. So maybe liking the post, he hopes to gain something from liking it, like get her attention again. Um, and I also, again, Sugar, um, I love Sugar's powerful words in this song, his descriptions and how he paints this mental image with his words is so powerful. I like this song even more now. He says, your heart is like a guillotine cutting me mercilessly, but like a goblin, I secretly go to you and watch your daily life each time I am tormented. The way he explains the pain he is feeling and the obsession explaining himself as a goblin, this nasty, ugly creature just spying on the ex's daily life. And I think many people going through this experience probably feel this way. They don't want to, but they can't help it. They realise they are doing it, but they can't stop. Yeah. So it's almost like people may feel like a monster doing this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I just think it's a really powerful way of writing. It's just, just such a good writer. I know, yeah. And to think that they, they wrote it. Yeah, they're just starting out in a band yeah. and already their words are so powerful. And this is just, basically, it's... It's like a like a love song. So majority of like pop bands, when you think of a love song, it's kind of poor lyrics, really. Yeah. It's just all about love. But this one, it's a love song, but it's powerful meaning and, yeah. and words. They definitely are good writers. Yeah. He also says, as I contemplate, I decide not to hit like. I also like his part. My friend clicked like on your photo and I see that your face looks much better. Basically saying that seeing that his ex is now getting this attention... He is even more jealous and is seeing more clearly what he is missing. So again, that just builds on like that frustration that he must be feeling. Yeah. Um, but I also really like J-Hope's line. Um, again, I feel this is really showing the skills of J-Hope as a writer as well. I'll press the button on your post and go. This is how I've been spending my time without you recently. No, you want it. Saying that he knows the ex still wants his attention. He says, as I wonder how you're doing... The likes are shining. You, the one living fine without me. But he knows the ex wants his likes. And that though the screen, it appears the ex has moved on. They, like him, are still secretly wanting their reaction. Still both thinking about each other. Saying that what people show online isn't always the full story. I think this is clearly wrote in just that line where he says, No, you want it. Yeah, so basically he's... He's hit the like button, but he knows that she wants him to like the like button. He knows that she hasn't moved on, and he knows that she's waiting for his like. And I just think it's just so powerful. Like, it's such a clever writing. Um, it makes the song even that much more better when yeah. you really take the time to yeah, take in the really... lyrics a bit more. And like really, like what you're doing, telling me really in depth about yeah, it. Yeah, it's that makes just me so think, clever. Oh my God, this song is even better than like, <laughs> I really like this song to begin with. Yeah. And now I like that, it even that's more. That's what I think is so good with BTS. Like, because obviously we're not Cretan, so we get to like a song through their music and their singing. Yeah. And we obviously love the song then. And then when we hear and look more into the lyrics, we like, like it, it even, even more. more. Yeah, it's just so clever. It's like, how an ice cream and then a, <laughs> put a cherry on the top. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I've also Tell just more. <laughs> well, I I've just pointed out that um, kind of like what I've already said that I think the rappers really show their skills as writers so early on on their first debut album, their rapping skills and how their techniques and styles as rappers differ from each other, stand out in their own unique way as well in this song by how they deliver their lines and yeah. they tell their message very differently as well yeah. in this song. I also do point out the vocalists too because. Being that this is um, a very like hip hop 
album. This is more the first, like, really singing yeah, that yeah. we saw the side of the singing. And I think it goes really well together. And yeah, me too. Is that why they, like, make the decision to later on lean more towards rapping and singing? Probably, yeah, because they've got their own uh, they, skills and yeah. they're so good. And I've written that I think vocalists also really stand out in this song. As I said, this album really highlights the rappers more, so this song... The vocalists have the opportunity to shine and their singing voices are just incredible. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I... And I think that's why I instantly like this song too, because you see more... Like, obviously, I really like the rapping, but you see more, even of the, more. Yeah, of the singers. Yeah. And I... it goes so well together, so well. Yeah. I um mentioned um a little note on John Goo in particular because I think his voice... Um, just stands out a lot and like his high he does a lot of high notes I don't know he just really stands out as a singer on this song but I also really like Jimin um, when he says I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sing it but when he says I, I know I, it's over yeah I was gonna say I know what you're gonna say because I like that part yeah. too like that really high high in Jimin style of singing <laughs> Chloe won't do it justice <laughs> no I won't <laughs> <laughs> no you can sing a bit no no <laughs> I like butcher the song but I know exactly what you're talking about because yeah. I really love that part definitely and um, Sugar's rap again I think Sugar! it's flawless <laughs> <laughs> he just stops and speeds up in all the right places I think in this Chloe's song. always going to lean towards Sugar because that's her voice yeah. <laughs> the next track is Outro Circle Room Cypher this track was written by RM, J-Hope, Sugar, V, Jimin, Jonggu, Jin and P-Dog yeah, so they all um, yeah, took part in this one and it was produced by P-Dog. This track is like an introduction to the Cypher series, which are heavy rap tracks written by the rap line. Oh, so when they... Because obviously they all do their own parts, mm-hmm. so that they all wrote those individual yeah, parts Yeah, that's right, themselves. yeah, themselves. They wrote but actually themselves. that makes sense, because when you think about what Jin's was. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know actually why I'm so shocked. <laughs> um... So they are all talking at the start, happy that school is over, and then Sugar suggests doing a cipher. And I love how they are all having fun in this track, all supporting each other on. But I actually especially love Jin's rap, where he's basically just saying his name. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm actually not surprised yeah. that he took part in writing. It's just so funny. It's and so sweet and innocent, yeah. so cute. And did you notice he, he mentioned that he's the most handsome? Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> So uh, already we're uh, learning his personality straight up, but like, he's a funny one and <laughs> like he's a good-looking one. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, also pointed out actually what you mentioned when you listened to this about Jim and Dissin V in this rap. Yeah. Uh, I just think that shows personality again it from is Jimin's point. Yeah. I just wasn't sure I heard it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think it's sort of like fun really, them all just messing around. After rapping. we listened to it, I turned and said to Chloe, Did just say something bad to me. Yeah. <laughs> the next track is one of the hidden tracks and it's skipped on the start line. This track was written by RM and produced by Hitman Bang. Oh, so he wrote this song solo. Yeah. Uh, this track is RM talking about being a trainee. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm, yeah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me? Every time, like, I, I suddenly forget and then I remember. <laughs> Um, I, I've put that, I think this is nice that RM is doing this skit as he was the first member of BTS and so being there the longest he was worried he was never going to debut and in this skit he talks about these worries and insecurities and I think he beautifully explains these 
fears. I feel like I've become nothing else, like a vast desert is waiting for me when I turn my back from the blue ocean sitting in front of me. I just, again, think he's just a great writer. And he's really soulful when he talks yeah, as well. Like, it's fitting. like if anyone was going to say that, I think it, you can tell it's R.M. who wrote That's it, really. That's true, yeah. You can actually tell it's him who wrote yeah, it. Yeah, he's got his own like style of writing. Yeah. And the final hidden track is Guy, which is translated as Road or Park. And this song was written and also produced by RM, J-Hope, Sugar, Hitman Bang and P-Dog. This song is about BTS telling us the path they took to become an idol. RM talks about getting inspired by other rappers and then started writing his own raps. I love his part, so I came here and three years passed by. Some say art is long, life is short, but for now art is life, life is sport, just do it. Saying he came to Seoul to become a professional rapper to debut, but three years passed by without debuting. He then says it takes time to accomplish a big dream, but just do it and don't give up. Sugar also says he was a trainee for three years, moving to Seoul and leaving his family and friends behind. He thought his worries would disappear with his debut ahead of him, but they don't. But I love his line, I thought I would be alone. As it turns out, there weren't seven bare feet, but we were wearing the shoe named Bang Tan. I love it, so beautifully explained. He left his family and friends, thought he'd be alone, but they aren't alone. They are just seven members seven friends all wearing the same shoe named bang tan that's a really good message yeah really love that well um, they're really good writers yeah like really really, really, really good. good writers like you really should take more time to really appreciate the yeah. writing um i also love j-hope's part two he talks about his love to dance and now he's standing on top of the stage and like Sugar, he, sh he says how his dream is now shared with other members. He says, I survived with my belief to bend, not break and ran for three years. Let the stars inside my heart shine, now shine on me differently. Write Bantan on the paper world. I walk my future with more lights on. So basically like saying it's not just his light shining, it's all of their yeah. lights on the same page. I really so, like that song. Yeah. I like how it's wrote. I like the actual way it's performed as well. Like I like everything about it. Yeah, me too. Um with the singing, I again highlighted John Goo's um uh, vocals and harmonies in this song. Again I just thought his singing voice really stood out in this song. Yeah. Um and also I like um J Hope's rap style in this song. I like how it I find that his rapping has a bit of like a tune to his voice, almost like he's sing rapping, if that makes <laughs> sense. Like it's got this like like flow, this tune to it, which I like. Um it's different from the other two. Yeah, I do think they all have their own own style, definitely. Yeah. That's I like what I to like think I might be able to pick them out, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will do eventually. Definitely, because they... Well, you can tell RM. Yeah, I can yeah. tell RM. But I also was able to pick him out first from the crowd anyway. Yeah, he was. So he seems to be the easier person, which is also why I really <laughs> like him. <laughs> it makes everything easier for me. <laughs> so overall, what I feel to this album is, even though it's very short and we don't have that many like full-length songs on it, I think it's just the perfect debut single album, really. It's it so really well good, written. Yeah, debut album. Like, memorable songs on it. 
and two of the songs on there, the No More Dream and I Like It, still remain two of my favourite songs. Um, bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bulletproof for you. Yeah. I just think, oh, it's just, it's really, really good album. I've got a question I need to ask you, Lorraine. Oh, God. So it's bad. <laughs> Are you going to buy the album? I am going to buy the album. I was always going to buy the album. <laughs> have I persuaded you to buy the album? You didn't have to persuade me. Because <laughs> I knows I wanted the album. <laughs> I, I'm going to buy it very soon, within the next week or two. Um, and yeah, I'll have the first album then. I I was gonna get it <laughs> originally before, but I just really wanted that thrill of getting my first gym photo card. It's a shame they don't have a photo card in the album. Yeah, but, but I just I did I did want it. I did <laughs> always want it. <laughs> I just I just wanted that gym photo card as well. Probably yeah. just a little bit more because I just wanted the excitement of opening up gym, but. Since I haven't got one yet, I'll, I'm going to get the album. Good. Yeah, because it's definitely an album worth getting. Yeah, and I, I really want to have all the albums. I just yeah. think they all look really good. Chloe's got most of the albums. Yeah, I'm just missing um, version 2, 3 and 4 of 7. Yeah. Just because the album's so big and I had nowhere to put it to start <laughs> with, but I've made space now. So I, I look, look at your collection and, yeah, I think it looks really good. Because originally... Like Chloe told me about the albums, and she said that there's obviously the same album, yeah, like four times, yeah. right, and or or two times, and I was like, that's absurd. I'm only getting one of each. That's the truth. I can't help yeah. it. <laughs> and um, then I I don't know. I saw Chloe's albums, how good they look together, and I got a thrill of my first photo card. And yeah, now I've decided I'm getting every single album, just like what Chloe's got. <laughs> It's just so exciting when you order your album. It is, it is. We keep talking about the albums all the time and it makes me want to order one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm going to get the Too Cool For School album very soon. Good. Good (laughs) I'll have it by next podcast for sure. (laughs) In the next episode, we're going to talk about Go BTS. So it's a bit of a throwback series to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to that because I haven't watched Go BTS for a really long time. I'm looking forward to seeing it because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, Lorraine's never seen it. So I'm really excited to watch that again. And we're going to give our thoughts and opinions on on the series. And I'm also going to quiz Lorraine again. In our very first episode, I gave Lorraine a quiz and she got 10 right. 10 out of 10 20. Out of 20. <laughs> so I'm going to give her the exact same quiz and see if and she I'm can get... And I'm confident. <laughs> she's very confident she's going to get them all right, so we will see. And I'm also going to give her a new quiz. Which I'm scared about. <laughs> Basically testing her on things which we've talked about in the past podcast. So she should know more, really. But that's so what's scary, is I should know them. Um, but I I doubt I will. <laughs> and I've also got some surprise mission questions to give her too. So really I'm, I'm excited though. Yeah, excited we'll see how she nervous. does. She might get them all right, who knows? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> okay, so just a quick reminder that about our giveaway. Follow us on Instagram and comment your bias under the giveaway photo on our page. And it will be open for two weeks when we will pick a winner at random and announce it on the next podcast. Good luck to everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Do You Know BTS? We will be back with another episode soon. In the meantime, you can check out our media, Do You Know BTS Pod on Instagram, and Do You Know BTS Podcast on Twitter. See See you you next time. time.